Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of a great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Hail, Silver. Colonel Dawson, Commandant of Fort Hill, was a strict disciplinarian, an officer of the old school who assumed his responsibilities as a sacred trust and expected every man under his command to do the same. Among themselves, the men called him Old Rockhart because of his unbending attitude toward military regulations at all times. Only two things counted in life to Colonel Dawson, his command and his only son, Bob who was a private in the ranks of his father's regiment. Colonel Dawson sat with Major Sims in his headquarters office. Before them stood a trooper to whom the colonel spoke sternly. Harper, do you know why I sent for him? Not exactly, sir. I inspected the mounts this morning. I was displeased at the condition of your horse. Oh, I can explain about that, Explanations sir. are not in order, Harper. The regulations state that before a man turns in for the night, he must see that his horse has been given proper care. Yes, sir. For neglect of your mart last night, Harper, I'm removing your corporal chevrons and demoting you to the ranks to take effect immediately. But, sir, 
I've always given my horse the best of care. I've That's always... all, Harper. You may go now. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Colonel Dawson, Harper's never broken a regulation before, and he was practically worn out when he came in last night. Bridges seems there's never any excuse for neglect of duty, even the first time. We'll consider the matter closed. Yes, of course, Colonel. You sent word you had something important to discuss with me this morning, sir. Yes, I have, Major. Harper brought a dispatch from the Commandant at Fort Miller last night requesting that I go there for a conference with him. As you leave this afternoon, I'll be gone three days. You, of course, will assume command here during my absence. Yes, sir. I want you to see to it that there's no let-up in discipline while I'm gone. Yes, sir. But uh, sometimes I've wondered if... Well, um... Go on, Major. You have my permission to speak frankly. Thank you, sir. What I started to say was that sometimes I wondered if you weren't just a bit too strict concerning the regulations. In what way, may I ask? Well, it seems to me that there are times when circumstances should be considered, sir. Major, in the service, in my opinion, circumstances do not alter cases when it comes to regulations. Every man must see to it that no circumstance arises that might cause him to neglect his duty. Yes, sir. That's all, Major. <clears throat> I should go to my quarters now and make preparations for my trip. Late that afternoon, there was an unseasonable chill in the air as Tonto, Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, rode into their camp and reined up. Oh, Scott, oh, fella, oh, fella, oh. You came back from town sooner than I expected, Tonto. Ah, uh, me watch at cafe. Yes? Me hear strange talk man make with Bull Wilson. Bull Wilson, huh? Ah. Uh. It might have some bearing on what we heard at Fort Miller. Ah. Uh. A trooper come to cafe. Huh? Him ask for Bull Wilson. Me listen. Them talk at end of bar. Them not see me listening. Well, Harper, did you come to tell me you changed your mind about helping us? Guess maybe I have, Bull. I figured out a way so as you can get through tonight. You must have a friend at the pass now, huh? Not exactly. But I'll see to it that the one who is there won't bother you. Yeah, that's good news. Since old Rockhart's been out there, we haven't been able to get anyone willing to take a chance. I won't be taking any chance. Like I said, the one who will be at the pass tonight won't bother you. How are you going to get him to take a chance like that? <laughs> he won't know anything about it. And tomorrow when he wakes up, he'll be in plenty of trouble. What do you mean when he wakes up? Take me someplace where we can talk in private. Then I'll tell you all about it. Sure. We can go into the back room. Nobody can hear what we have to say then. I'm sure anxious to hear what it is you figured out, Harper. Come on. Then Bull Wilson and Trooper leave and go into back room. So me not hear him anymore, Kimasabi. At least you heard enough to make me suspect Bull Wilson might be the one who was running liquor to the Indian reservation. Um, me not savvy talk of old Rockhart. That's a nickname for Colonel Dawson, who commands a post. He's been a good officer. Well, that right. The only wagon route to the reservation is through the pass, just beyond the post. The colonel keeps a soldier on guard duty there at all times. Uh, you think Bull Wilson and Trooper speak of taking fire water to reservation tonight? Yes. And that Trooper Harper you mentioned seems to have some plan in mind to get the guard in trouble. Tato, 
Tonight, you and I will go to the pass and see what we can find out. Darkness set in, and a cold rain began to fall. As he prepared to go out on guard duty, Private Bob Dawson, the colonel's son, was talking to his tentmate, Dave Willis. I don't look forward to standing watch tonight, Dave. It'll be mighty chilly and wet out there at the pass. Yeah. See, I've often wondered why you don't get transferred to another fort. Sure tough on you being the son of the commanding officer. Doesn't he ever get together with you and... Oh, talk? You know, like a father might talk to his own son. Dad looks on me as just another soldier, that's all, Dave. Even when I was a kid, I lived by rules and regulations. Sometimes hey, I wish... Hey, can I come in? <laughs> oh, hello, Harper. Sure, come on in. What do you got there? I have this pot of coffee made for me. But maybe Bob might like to have some before he went on duty. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks, Harper. I had what I wanted of it. I'm afraid, Dave, there's only enough for one cup left. Oh, that's all right. I'll get a cup for you, Bob. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Yeah, that coffee will help warm me up and keep me awake. Here, I'll pour it for you. Yeah. Hey, yeah, uh, Bob. Nice and hot, too. Yeah, it'll be a big help. Well, I better be leaving for the pass. Well, I'm going to turn in now. I sure can use the sleep. I'll see you both in the morning. Yeah. Good night. Good night, Good night. Hey, that was darn nice of Harper. He isn't usually so thoughtful. I, I guess maybe he wanted to show me there were no hard feelings over the demotion Dad gave him. <laughs> he knows like the others do that Dad would have done the same thing to me. That's right, he sure would. That nickname old Rockhart sure suits him. Maybe. But after all, he is my father. He thinks he's right, and that's all that counts with him. I'll see you in the morning, Dave. Something tells me this is going to be a long night. We're approaching the pass, Tonto. Ah. If we go too close, we'll be challenged to the sentry. We'll rain up and wait here under the trees. Oh, oh, fella. I don't know just what we'll find, but it's a... Steady, Silver. Silver, act uneasy. Quiet, boy. I wonder what he... Listen, Tonto. Ah. Wagon coming to entrance of Pasky, Masabi. Yes. But we can't be seen here in the dark. Wagon go past us, then simply make him stop. Yes, we'll wait. And if help is needed, we'll be ready. Make out two figures on the seat. It was too dark to tell who they were. Wagon go on in the pass now, but simply not stopping. That's strange. Come on, Toto. We'll follow that uh, wagon. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. A short time later. Dave Willis, Bob Dawson's tentmate, had become restless. Realizing that the rain had stopped, he decided to walk the short distance to the pass where Bob was doing sentry duty. Within a short time, he reached the point where he knew Bob would be standing guard. Good thing I'm not the corporal of the guard. Bob should have challenged me by this time. This is about where he's supposed to be. 
I wonder if you... There's Bob's horse under that tree. That moonlight breaking through for... Hey, golly. That looks like somebody's sitting against the tree. Oh, it's Bob. And he's asleep on duty. Bob. Hey, Bob, wake up quick. If this ever gets out, he'll be done for. Dave managed to put Bob on the horse. Then, leading the horse, he evaded observation and soon reached their tent where he put Bob on his cot. I'll do Bob's duty for him at the pass. See, maybe there's a bit of that coffee left. Let's see. It's cold. Maybe it'll help keep me awake. Now, if I can make it back to the pass without being seen, I can cover up for Bob. Major Sims, who had risen early, was already at the Commandant's desk when Reveille sounded. He looked up as the door opened. Corporal, the guard reporting, sir. Advance and report, Corporal. I've come to report a very serious matter, sir. The sentry at post number seven was asleep while on duty, sir. What? What well, is a serious charge? Who was the man on duty? Private David Willis, sir. Willis? I can't believe it. Have Willis brought here at once, Corporal. Yes, sir. Uh, begging your pardon, Major, but if the charge against Willis stands, it means that he'll... Yes, I know. I'll have a talk with him. Perhaps there's some... Colonel Dawson. I thought you were at Fort Miller. Arranged me to tour onto the river. We couldn't get across. I'll go to Fort Miller tomorrow instead. Why are you here, Corporal? Well, sir, I, I just made a report. Colonel Dawson, one of the men fell asleep while on sentry duty. Hey, I'm... What? That's outrageous. Who is the man? Private David Willis, sir. Inform Willis that he'll be accorded the privilege of a court-martial. Also inform him that the penalty set by military law for sleeping on duty is death. But Colonel Dawson, perhaps if you talk to Willis, he may be able to... There's nothing he could possibly say. Come in. Private Dawson is here to come in sir. Very well. What is it? It's about Private Willis, sir. We won't discuss Private Willis. Here we go. But, Dad, I, I beg pardon, sir. Colonel, I have to speak. You see, I was assigned a sentry duty at the pass last night. I fell asleep, and Willis took my place. You? My own son. And the penalty is death. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
continue our story. For a moment, Colonel Dawson seemed stunned when his son stated that it was he who had been assigned to guard the pass and that he had fallen asleep while on duty. For a moment, there was silence. Then Colonel Dawson spoke. Private Dawson, you will be held in the guardhouse along with Private Willis until noon. At that time, you'll be brought here for court-martial proceedings. Sir. Yes, sir. But Private Willis... Private Willis is to receive punishment for his failure to report you for attempting to deceive his superior officers in this matter. Remove the prisoner, Corporal. Yes, sir. But, Colonel, why can't you discuss this now before the records of a court-martial are opened? The matter is closed, Major Sims. Yes, sir. Take him to the guardhouse, Corporal. Yes, sir. Get going, Dawson. Major Sims, arrange for proceedings to begin promptly at noon. You and Captain Bailey shall sit with me at the court martial. Very well, sir. Good heavens, Colonel. Don't you realize that you Be won't... here promptly at noon, Major. You may leave now. Yes, sir. Meantime... The Lone Ranger and Tonto had followed the wagon for a good part of the night until finally it stopped. The two men with the wagon prepared to camp for a few hours in a canyon in the mountains. The Lone Ranger and Tonto stopped close by and, though keeping out of sight, kept watch until dawn showed in the eastern sky. It's getting light, Tonto. I'm sure someone's coming here to meet them and we'll find out what they're up to. Ah. Himasabi. Yes. Why we not stop wagon before and make search? Well, I'm certain they're carrying liquor, Toto. They must have a go-between to take it to the reservation. You think them wait for someone, huh? Yes. As I said before, as soon as anyone shows up, we'll move in and we'll have them all. Ah. It's light enough to see. Kimasabi. Yes? Horses come. Yes, I hear them. They're coming from beyond the wagon. Ah. Let me see them. Where? I don't... It... Oh, yes. There's a man riding toward the wagon. He's leading three pack horses. Uh That one on the horse is a half-breed, Toto. We'll wait until each one of the three are carrying a load from the wagon to the horses. Then we ride in while their hands are full. Then go to wagon now. Yes. Better mount, Toto. Easy, sir. Me ready. All right, Tonto. They've each taken a load from the wagon. Let's go. Come on, Get him up, Scout. Hey, Walker. Allow him to the engine. Drop them bottles and let him have it. Oh, go for your guns. Horses, horses. Let him go. Oh, my arm. You got gold. You get what he got if you try to draw. We give up. Don't shoot. Tonto, get their guns. Uh-huh. And we'll take them with the wagon back to Fort Hill. at noon, Bob Dawson and Dave Willis were taken to post headquarters to appear before the court-martial board, consisting of Major Sims, the captain, and Colonel Dawson, who was presiding. The testimony of the corporal was first taken, then Dave Willis was called as witness. Colonel Dawson took it upon himself to question Private Willis. Private Willis, 
Is it not true that you went to the sentry post at the pass last night and found Private Dawson asleep? Yes, sir. Why did you go there last night? I was restless, sir. I, I thought of Bob, that is, Private Dawson out there in the rain in the cold. So I decided to go over and see how he was making out. You knew, of course, it would be a breach of regulations for him to talk to you outside of the line of duty. Well, I I hadn't thought of that, sir. Answer yes or no. Yes, sir. Why, when you found Private Dawson asleep, didn't you notify the corporal of the guard? Well, sir, I, I guess all I thought of was he... Well, it was serious if he was caught, sir. I took him to our tent, then one took his place. Then, sir, I... I don't know how it happened, but I fell asleep, too. You and Private Dawson are tent mates, are you not? Yes, sir. Had you been drinking in your tent last night? Oh, sir, we were not drinking. Neither of us drink, sir. It's difficult to understand why you deliberately tried to cover up for Private Dawson. Well, sir, I... Maybe if you ever had a close friend, you'd know why. Maybe if you were human... Private Willis. I'm sorry, Major Sims, but... I had to say it. I just had to. You may sit down, Private Willis. Private Dawson, you will stand before this court-martial... I'm ready, sir. Do you admit that you failed in your duty as a soldier? That you were negligent to such an extent that you deliberately laid down to sleep instead of walking your post of duty? Sir, it, it wasn't deliberate. I fought to keep awake, but well, it seemed useless. I'd rested during the day. I, I just can't understand it. You failed in the performance of your sworn duty. My duty is plain. The duty of this court-martial is plain. And we must not fail in this performance. Then do your duty as you see it. All my life I've heard you talk of your duty as a soldier. All my life I've heard you talk of rules and regulations. That's all life has ever been to you. Rules, rules, rules. Everybody knows a soldier has certain sworn duties. Yes, but... We have duties as human beings, too. At least other people have, but not you. You've made me feel that I've never had a father. But thank heaven I did have a friend, which is more than you can say. Sit down a few minutes, son, and control yourself. Come on. Major Sims. Please, Colonel Dawson. This is uh, most unusual. If perhaps there were extenuating circumstances, but there are not. The military law is harsh and he's acting, and I am... Sir, but it's very important, Colonel. What is it, Corporal? Uh, a masked man, sir, outside. He sent this to you. Said it's most important to talk to you. Super bullet. Will you see him, sir? Yes, Corporal. Show me it right away. Yes, sir. The Colonel will see you, sir. Thank you, Corporal. Yes, I am Colonel Lawson. I received word from Fort Miller that you might call upon me. I seem to have interrupted a proceeding of some sort. This is a court-martial proceeding, but at the moment I can listen to you, sir. Thank you, Colonel. May I ask who's being tried by this court-martial? Private David Willis and Private Robert Dawson, my, my son. I see. It's a true test of your sense of duty, Colonel. 
to sit in judgment of your own son. For the sake of discipline here, I consider that the case calls for immediate action. It's my sworn duty to... Colonel, your son did fall asleep at his post. But it was not a deliberate neglect of duty. What do you know about this case? What right do you have to interfere? It's every man's right to see that justice is done. Whatever you know, in my opinion, circumstances do not hold to the fact that he... Pardon me, Colonel, but isn't it usual to call in an impartial high-ranking officer from another army post to conduct a proceeding of this kind? Such as the commandant from Fort Miller, for instance? (coughs) Yes, that's uh, true. But I know that due to certain uh, conditions, it's impossible to reach Fort Miller. In other words, circumstances prevented you from doing what is normally expected. Well, I've... <clears throat> yes, you're right. I was negligent. <clears throat> what uh, what circumstances are to blame for my... Uh, for Private Dawson? He was given coffee that had been drugged by a trooper named Harper... I brought three men here who were smuggling liquor to the Indians. I forced the truth from them. Colonel Dawson, sir. I drank some of that coffee. And that's why you slept, too. Harper deserves a court-martial. Not these two boys, Colonel. Private Willis, the fact remains that you failed to report my son. I know, sir. The corporal outside told me of Private Willis's testimony, Colonel. In my humble opinion, circumstances alter cases. And it can't be considered a crime when one assumes the duties and responsibilities of a friend in need. I admire Dave Willis for what he did. So do I. Uh, That is, Colonel, I... uh, (laughs) Just stick to your guns, Major Sims. Yes, sir. As as our mass friend says, circumstances, all the cases. Yes, sir. And, of course, the human element must be taken into account. That's right, Colonel. Bobson, uh, I guess right now I feel less like a soldier than anyone could ever feel, but... Well, the father has his duties as well as a soldier. And it's time I took over some of them. Will... Will you help me do it, son? <laughs> oh, golly, Dad. I'll leave now, Colonel. I think you have things well in hand. Goodbye, sir. Goodbye, my friend, and thank you. This court-martial hearing is hereby dismissed. Private Willis, Private Dawson, return to your duties. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Captain Bailey, arrest Trooper Hopper and see that proper disposition is made of the prisoners that are being held outside. Yes, sir. Private Dawson. Yes, sir. I'll... I'll see you later, son. Thanks, Dad. Uh, I mean, sir... Colonel, I can't tell you how happy it makes me to see... At ease, Major. Yes, sir. (laughs) Now you and I are going to sit down and have a nice long talk. (laughs) Just between you and me, Major, I'm going to neglect some of my duties by shoving them off on you. I'll be glad to share them, sir. Good. As one friend to another, I have a lot to learn about the duties of a father toward a son... I had my first lesson from a mass friend. May I ask who he is, Colonel? Of course, Major. He's known as the Lone Ranger. Truly a friend in need to Dave, Bob, and me. Well, Silver, follow 
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs>